0: just to um focus on some other projects and what well that was the idea but what actually happened was an array of crazy situations that were pretty test um they were pretty challenging and I guess what I was trying to say is that I feel like they were some tests for me um So if you listen to my little quick update I was like oh I'll be off living life and it sounded a lot more adventurous and rosy than perhaps it ended up being but it was definitely an accurate statement and I... I'm hesitant even today to release an episode because I am in a transitional state, I guess you can say. Um, I have gone through some wild things uh, in the last month and a half, and my brain is still kind of reeling from it, so... One of the things that is very interesting to me about the podcast and this experiment of me releasing uh, the content that I've released is the idea of not really knowing, you know, who's listening and how they are perceiving my messages, and so I always want to make sure that I'm in the exact right mindset to release um, whatever it is I feel like talking about. And because I'm very vulnerable, um it is it could be difficult for me if I'm not exactly in my best state to deal with the feelings that I have afterwards of kind of worrying who's listening and what and what's being taken away and are my messages coming across and all of that um to Be so open about a mental health struggle that I have is tough, honestly, um, because I, and I've voiced this in the past, but, um, you know, I never want to become a poster child for a mental illness, especially if I meet somebody and they, you know, listen to the podcast and then they feel that they already have a perception of who I am. I also am pretty honest and open about things that I'm going through, and I think that when you are so honest and open, it's great because people can relate, but also the flip side is people can judge, um, and that feeling of being judged isn't always helpful um, or something that I can always cope with, but it's the nature of the beast, and I am who I am. And I'm coming to terms with that. So I am still here and (laughs) I'm still trying to put out content. Um, It's a paradox because I want the show to be vulnerable. But to be so vulnerable, uh, as I'm sure all of you can relate to, is not always easy. And when I speak these things, I am, you know, in a room by myself, very much away from any kind of reaction and uh it's sometimes hard to predict what a reaction will be so anyway um I do thank everybody who has and listened to the show and you know have had any kind of reaction good or bad because it just means that you're listening and I think that in 2020 um If you think you have a handle on whatever's happening in this world, then I honestly think that you should listen a little bit more because I think we're all just in the learning stages of whatever is happening, (laughs) if that makes any sense. But either way, I thought that even though I feel I'm in this, well, I just wanted to be honest. Uh, I just wanted to come on the podcast and, you know, share, you know, how I'm getting by because it's been a bit of a challenge. Um, in, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, a repair wasn't made in my apartment on time and yeah, I'm not doing this. Just kidding. I decided to do this. Um, I don't know how much to really disclose about my life and I don't really like to go into too much detail about you know things that have happened, specifics about anything, not because I don't, you know, want to share those things, but only because I don't think that I want the podcast to really be me complaining or uh, analyzing things that have happened in my life. Rather, I just want to provide you with information that maybe you can relate to or messages you can relate to. And I hoped to have come back, uh, you know, from the little break that I was taking with some positive wisdom. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that I'm going through a pretty hard time. Uh, I've had some, you know... Repairs that have had to be done, and that caused some displacement for a little bit of time. And um, when you're working from home, that can be a little bit stressful. Especially if it's completely unexpected. Um, but that was just... Uh, It was stressful at the time, but in, in relative to what happened next, which was losing a very close friend of mine unexpectedly. I, I don't know. I think I lost my phone somewhere in there too. I went on a hike like a day or two after I lost my friend and I dropped my phone in the woods. And then I spent five hours looking for my phone and I never found it. Um, So it's just just been a lot. And to have the mental struggles that I have and my past with PTSD, it's very easy to be triggered in these moments. And when I'm triggered, I don't always make the most rational decisions or I forget things or I lose track of things um which may be, I don't think I did that with my phone in the woods I think that was just a went in the wrong pocket and fell out but since then dealing with getting a new phone and you know setting everything up there were just times where I felt like I was looking at the technology in front of me And something that I've been able in the past very easily to figure out and just look at the phone and the directions. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what this means or why I'm doing this. Um, so, I guess, um, well, I don't expect this to be, like, my best episode because I feel very scattered and I feel a little bit unsure of what I even want to say, I thought it was important to still have the podcast, even in this state and even not really being sure because if it's how we get by and I ask people about their struggles, well, then why would I censor myself while I'm in the middle of a struggle? Uh So, I thought it was more important to speak what was happening than to maybe wait until I was in a more rational mindset or something like that. Because ultimately, I think that if we are to heal from the things that we've all been through, and we've all individually been through so much, we have to be able to hold that space to speak about the things that are more difficult. And to let ourselves have those times where maybe we feel less than rational, but we're still, that doesn't mean we're not a part of this life, and it doesn't mean that we need to hide away until we feel better. Uh, sometimes it's just figuring out the best way to communicate what you're feeling. And even if it doesn't come out as a linear, beautiful, polished work of art or Um, a a groundbreaking communication of sorts, a speech, a inspiring blog entry, whatever you want to call it, sometimes it comes out as jarbled, confusing thoughts. And um, I think for us to be able to be vulnerable and to not polish our image so much is something that I struggle with but is important. Um, I think that with social media we've been so conditioned now to be able to release communications whether uh, through a picture or a carefully crafted status update. Um, where we can be very in control of how our emotions are being, ac- are being um, communicated. And it, it can be very polished, it can be very edited. And that is great because it makes us feel safe um, to be able to express ourselves in a way that gives us that control of how other people may perceive us. But in reality, I think we all need to stop with that a little bit and just be who we really are because I find that it can be hard to forge friendships with people when you believe that they are someone different than who they are based on what you see them post and in a COVID type era we're meeting people through the internet. Um that being said to be completely open and authentic is, you know, putting yourself in some ways at risk for being seen by people who may not have your best interests in mind. And that's a different part of the internet that I also have had some experience with this year. So I get both sides of the coin and um, whatever. That's just a little tidbit on that. But I thought one of the things I could talk about today and I apologize because I would love to come on here and you know talk about something more positive. I mean my last episode was about suicide and now this one is about the stages of grief and I think that that can be a little bit depressing and I don't want my podcast to fall into the depressing category by any means. Um, That being said it is reality. That people die, uh, and that we have suicide um, ideations and thoughts and attempts and relapses. And I'm, uh, why I would love to, you know, stay on the positive side of things, like we're so encouraged to do in our society. Uh, we got to talk about the bad stuff, and I shouldn't even say bad because it's a part of life. Uh, but we need to talk about the hard stuff. And so today, I really wanted to take some time and talk about grief because it's something that I'm experiencing right now. Um, before I get into the five stages, I did want to share a little bit of my perspective of how I just believe that everything really happens for a reason. Um, recently, I think I was saying this in the beginning of the episode, um, but. I did need some repairs in my apartment and it was a pretty uh dire situation of needing a place to stay short notice and um at the time I really kind of panicked and I didn't know where I was gonna stay or what I was going to do and I was a little bit stressed out about all of it and um I called my friend John who has helped me Numerous times in the past by getting me hotels when I needed them or whatever. He's always my come through. Um, I called him and I'm just like, John, I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, he was like, you can just come stay with me. And I was like, I have a bunny. (laughs) And he's like, that's okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, So... I did and that happened to be when the election was happening so me and John uh sat there and watched that very very stressful back and forth election uh together and I spent I believe four nights at his house and um at the time I was very upset because I was like my apartment's falling apart and this is not where I want to be in life and I want to be in a better place and I want to be stable and I don't want to be relying on my friends to stay at their places. But um, when I say everything happens for a reason, I mean it because John died a week and a half later, unexpectedly. And um, if my apartment didn't fall apart in the way that it did I never would have reached out so desperately for a friend and I wouldn't have had that last week with him so um, I really believe that everything happens for a reason and the other thing that I mentioned that my phone got lost two days afterwards on a hike The weird thing about that is that uh, I just was, like, renewed my phone over the summer. So I, because I'm technologically really not that advanced, um, (laughs) I never was able to figure out how to get onto the cloud. So I just kind of lost everything and started over and accepted it. And when I lost my phone this time, I went to Verizon and they hooked up the new phone and they're like, well, you're not going to get your pictures back from this fall because I don't know where those are. I don't think you back them up. Uh, so, I don't know. You can try on the cloud to get whatever back. And I was like, fine. that's I, I'll just start over. Like, I really don't care. Uh, but when I got home, one of the things that when John died uh, that I was so hurt over was the idea that I was never going to hear his laugh again um, because he had this infectious, amazing laugh. And I... Feared not having that and then when I was thinking through my new phone I realized that all of the pictures that I lost over the summer somehow came back from the cloud and I know I could probably have gone onto the cloud and found them you know whatever but they weren't on my old phone I found all these images that just came back from 2017 and there was a 10 second snapchat that I took and it was John laughing and i swear to you if my phone wasn't lost i would not have found that video so i do really believe that our struggles are for a reason and if you can kind of get your brain to wrap around that uh, then it kind of makes the bad things more bearable because just some of these things are wild that being said, I don't want to give you the idea that I'm just pouncing through life. I don't just pouncing the word. I'm just like dancing through life, thinking all the bad things that happen to me happen for a reason. Because I think it's really important to disclose that I have complete breakdowns and I get very angry and. Uh, When I was setting up my phone and realized that I had to go to Verizon, I believe I threw something because I was grieving and the last thing I wanted to do in the middle of a COVID was go to the mall and deal with that. So I don't want you to think that, you know, these things come easy, but I just think that if we can have the perspective of looking at, you know, the bad things that happen and then in the future realizing like, oh crap, like if that never happened, then this wouldn't have happened. And anyway... But uh, I wanted to talk to you about the five stages of grief, because it's something that I find valuable. Even if you're not going through a death, you can still be grieving something in your life. So, for example, I once felt like I was grieving my childhood, because I realized that I had become an adult and I was not a child anymore. Um, And I think that that loss of childhood was, you know, something that I was grieving in a way. Or if we break up with somebody, they're a big part of your life and now they're not anymore. So that is a grieving process. If you leaves anything behind or anything leaves you behind or you separate from something or someone and that's always going to be a grieving process. So I think that if you lost somebody, I'm really sorry and I hope that this doesn't upset you and I hope that it gives you some knowledge that can maybe help you navigate that. I also, if you haven't lost anyone recently or I hope that you haven't, but if you have Um, then I hope that this can maybe make the process a little bit less confusing to you Um, because for me the five stages are very present and uh, knowing what's happening for me is just always a lot better than blindly experiencing these sensations and not knowing why or what is happening. So Um, The five stages, and they go in this order, but the idea is that you can weave in and out, and they can come and go, and maybe they're not always in this order. So I'll explain a little bit of that, but I'm going to tell you about the stages, and then I'm going to um, maybe share a few of my experiences with them. But, um, the first stage is denial, um, and so, I'll just say the stages. So, there's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, um, and the first stage is denial, and when I found out that John died, uh, I got a text, like, did you hear about John, and... I was like no so then I was on the phone with that person and they told me what happened and I was like "Uh," and they had been you know crying and I was like what like like, what are you talking about (laughs) what happened to John (laughs) Uh, and so that's the initial denial Um, you know you think that something's not happening Uh, that is and that kind of for me went in and out so when after I realized the initial like what was happening I just cried for a while but then I would keep going back to like no mm -mm. like John's gonna call me John's gonna tell me this is a joke John's gonna say hey like sorry guys like (laughs) I don't know what I thought you know, but you just you just can't accept it. You can't really believe it's true, and uh, so you might be apt to just go about your day or carry on with things that um, you're not used to, or you're not you know you're just not registering it. It's it's not something that is real. Um, so that's kind of denial, and the next one is anger. Um, And that is something that I feel, you know, Uh, whether it's sometimes I'm, like, angry at God, you know, like, you're, like, angry at whatever you can be angry at, you know, you're just like, why, like, and no, like, he didn't deserve to go, like, um, just or you can be angry at something like when I lost my phone I was just so angry at the fact that we even had phones in the first place and like what is our society doing and it was like this fixation of just being so angry that I had to even deal with a cell phone um so it comes in in ways that are not even related um or you can sometimes be angry at the person and I hate to admit, it, but I had some of that. Like, I'm like, John, what are you doing to us? Like, why would you leave us? Like, I know that rationally that, you know, John wasn't trying to do that. And I bless his soul, I'm not, I think you would understand if you were here what I'm trying to say. But um, there is an anger that comes out in grief. And I think it's really important. And I think it's the reason why sometimes when people die, their relatives seem to argue over their possessions or... Um, people are arguing over senseless things but I had another friend say to me listen it's part of it you know so if we're angry at each other then we're angry at each other and like we just have to accept that Um, we need to accept it in ourselves that we're going to get angry at people irrationally and we need to accept it the way other people get angry at us because it is it's a part of grief because you are angry you had something that was golden and it's gone. And there's not a good reason for it. And when that happens, it's very easy to just be very pissed off about it. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely something that I've uh, been experiencing. But um, the next one is bargaining. And uh, that's kind of like... You would do anything to change whatever is happening. Um, a lot of times people bargain with God. Like, God, I'll give you this. Like, I'll do... I promise I will <laughs> never fight with my significant other for the rest of my life if you can just give me my phone, like, my um friend back. Um, or... Uh, I mean, there's non-grieving, like, there's, I should say, non-death-related bargaining would be, like, if you were, uh, I don't know, like, breaking up with somebody, and then all of a sudden you feel that desperateness, like, oh, like, if, like, if I could just get, like, him to do this one thing, then we could still be together, um, something like that, and, so you're bargaining, like you're like, okay, if this, then that. And in reality, it's just, you know, it's just done. We can't, you know, we can't bargain our way through um, loss. It, it just doesn't work that way, but it's a natural thing that we're going to want to do because we get kind of desperate, I think. Uh, depression. And that's, you know, when you're feeling really lonely and really sad and really down. And I uh, definitely had a few of those days um, where you kind of don't want to get out of bed. And for me, it was like, well, John's not even here. So, like, why would I do anything at all? what is the point um and I think it's like that for anything like we lose something we lose a significant other or we lose like a job or we lose an opportunity and it's like well why bother with anything right now um and I think it's you know that's where you get like the typical sadness the crying and the looking at old pictures and, and just wondering if the pain is ever going to go away. Uh, and then we have acceptance. (laughs) I'm laughing because I don't think I'm there yet. (laughs) Oh my goodness, based on, on what's happening right now, emotionally. Um, but... But this is when you realize that it's the new normal for you, um, and in a way, I do feel like I am there. And so, um, like I said, we weave in and out of those things, and I'll get I'll get to that t- in a second. But acceptance is really like just accepting that this is the new normal, and I think that even with COVID, like we we had to grieve like our old like normal life. Like I think we are. All kind of grieving the norm, and uh, I feel like there did come to be a point where we're like, okay, this is the new normal. Like, you go outside, you you wear your mask, and you typically don't really plan to have any social engagements on the weekends, really. Um, and that's just the new normal right now. Um, we, I think most of us have kind of we're, we may be angry, we may be going in and out of those other stages, but we've hit that acceptance. And with death, um, I think that there has been, you know, some times where I am in that, that state of mind where I accept that, you know, my friend John is not coming back. Um, it's not a joke. And in the beginning, I kept like going to my phone and being like, let me text him or let me call him. Uh, And now it's not really like that anymore. And I think there's like a sadness that even comes with acceptance. Because you're like, I don't want to (laughs) accept that. Like, uh, and that's when I think you start kind of weaving in and out of these other stages. Like, for example, like I can get to acceptance and be like, okay, he's not coming back. But then I just did it where I went right back to denial. And I'm like, I don't want to accept that he's not coming back. Like, that (laughs) doesn't make sense. Um, and once you kind of get to that, then you kind of get angry again because you're like, well, why isn't he coming back? So I hope you can see how they kind of like go in and out. It's not always that quick though, either. It's like, I do have certain days where I'm like just purely angry. Like, I don't know why, but that's just the emotion of the day. And then there's other ones, like I said, where I can't get out of bed. Um, Or, you know... (laughs) whatever it is um but I think it's important that you know it's it's good for me when I do get angry like if there is like something that comes up with another person and all of a sudden I'm like angry where as if I wasn't going through this grieving process I probably wouldn't be angry or as angry with them as I am and I think that's when it knowledge is power because I can feel that anger and now I can be conscious enough to say, okay, Monica, you're grieving, you're hurting, this is a symptom of that. So you don't have to really feel bad about yourself for feeling this negative emotion um, because it's part of the process. Um, And also you don't even necessarily need to act on your anger because you know that it's coming from that place of grieving rather than a place of reality, reality um, if that makes sense. Uh, I think um, I think also knowing that the acceptance is a part of it and it will come, and there will be a new normal. Gives you a sense of hope that you're not going to be stuck in this process forever. Um, I also think it can save a lot of time with things like denial and bargaining. Like instead of spending endless days like wishing to God that you can exchange something to make up for the pain, um, you kind of recognize bargaining's part of this like okay I see that I'm doing that I don't need to engage in this I recognize it for what it is and I can have it be present but I don't have to engage with it um with denial like maybe not so much with like death but with like I'm reading this thing online and they use the example of divorce but it's like being in denial of getting a divorce can push that process to be longer than what it needs to be. And um, not saying that that's a wrong thing, like sometimes I think everything happens in its own time, but it's just if you're aware that you can be in denial and that you are in denial, I think it's much easier to get out of denial than to just be stuck in it and not be aware of it. Um, and we can save some time and heartache for ourselves by not engaging in that um, that mindset and staying there because we just know it's part of the process and we accept it for what it is. Um, I, uh, I'm definitely not an expert on any of this and I'm not a therapist and so uh, maybe I should disclose that in the beginning of the show, but... I don't want you to think I'm, you know, uh, I guess I'm just thinking about the depression part of things because I think that there is a sense of depression is part of this where you're sad and you can't really get out of bed sometimes or you feel like uh, really lonely and uh, you feel like you might isolate whatever it is your coping mechanism is. While it's important to note that it's part of the process, I think it's also important to understand that if you're getting stuck in that, it's okay to reach out for help and it's okay to think of other ways um, to cope with it, like, you know, reaching out for a therapist, reaching out for a friend. With COVID being so isolating for me, um, on top of it, and then having the grief on top of the isolation I have had some really low points and I realized that I needed to start calling my friends like I I just like and maybe they wouldn't answer or maybe they aren't available all the time but I need to try and when they are available I've realized that it helps so much even if I am depressed, even if I'm in the worst mindset, just speaking to somebody on the phone is, uh, is really helpful. Really helpful. And I know that it's not easy. And I know some people don't even feel like they have somebody they can reach out to on the phone. And there are times where I feel that way too. Uh, but I have to share, while we're talking about John he would call people all the time and at his funeral and in like things that we've shared online, it's just the consecutive message that everyone kind of keeps reiterating is how he would just call. Like he'd be like, call you, call you. And like, I uh, just random times of the day. And in for me, we talked, <laughs> we talked every day, basically. Um, and he, uh, I'm not so good at that, you know? I was, I'm was i not good at calling people and calling people and calling people. Because I tend to get worried about the rejection of things, but John was not like that. He was really good at it. And so I think that while we can't keep these people present in, um, in uh, physical form I think we can spiritually keep them present but I also think we can keep them present in our actions and one of the things I learned from John is you can try to make new friends and you know I'm not suggesting you keep calling people who are not receptive to you calling them but you know we can be more proactive in reaching out to others because that was something that I really valued in that person. So that just proves that it's something that's valuable for us to do. And in the land of COVID and social isolation, I think that we can all do better to try to communicate more, um, not just through, you know, liking pictures. I mean, that's helpful too, but through actual interaction. Um, And while we can't do that face-to-face right now, I think it's really cool for us to try to do it in any way that we can because that helps with the things like depression Um, and that kind of helps you get out of those stages of denial and anger and bargaining um, and really talking to your friends can help you build acceptance, I believe. Um, So, And, you know, call like... I mean, even if you feel like you don't really have, like, somebody to reach out to all the time, like, call your Aunt Susie, like, call, like, your grandmother, like, or call, like, your niece or, um, the kid that you met and needs to be mentored or, you know, like, we don't always have to, it doesn't always have to be, like, uh, And you don't even have to maybe talk about the grief if that's not a person you can do that, but we can just talk to people and communicate and not be so scared to do that because we got on this weird place and this weird place where we're all afraid to use the phone other than to text each other. And sometimes people need to hear, you know, other people's voices. So I don't know. That's a little tangent on that. But um, I don't know if this is uh, helpful to you. (laughs) any of this uh, but I think for me it was and I think that I'm really grateful that I have this platform and I have the support of my friends as I navigate these things and thank you for uh tuning in you know and for anybody who knew John you know I'm sending my love out to you but I'm just sending my love out to anybody who needs it right now. Um anybody who's grieving anything at all. And if you're not grieving, I'm sending you love too because we all just need it. <laughs> uh, so uh thank you for tuning in. My recommendation uh for you this week is uh Maybe just to think about these themes and think about a time where you were going through grief if you're not right now and how these different themes did play out for you and did you notice that you were more angry than usual and... Were there patterns of bargaining? I mean, I'm not trying to bring anyone back into their grief, but I think it could be a good reflection tool to kind of look at something. It doesn't have to be, you know, the most painful death you've ever gone through. You could just think about a time where you left a job that you really loved and you felt like you had to grieve your coworkers workers or whatever. Um, but I think it's cool to think critically about these things. And uh, you could even think of a friend that went through grief and how they maybe showed some of these symptoms and maybe at the time you didn't understand why your friend was angry at you um because they just lost somebody but then now in hindsight you're like oh oh okay well maybe that was more normal than than I gave them credit for um so I think just being able to really have these things in the back of your mind so when they do come up in real life it's not so reactive it's more of a oh okay uh I recognize this from what I learned um, so I'm going to try to apply that. Okay, so, uh, that's all I have. If, um, if you like what you hear, uh, you can leave me a five-star review on Apple iTunes that will help me on the business end of things, um, and get this message out to more people that, you know, uh, need to hear it or would like to listen. Uh, you can... Reach out to me at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com or through my Instagram, uh, howwegetby underscore, if you're interested in making a one-time donation to the show to cover the cost of equipment and um, interviews and all of that fun stuff. Or you can reach out if you would like to be interviewed about how you get by in your personal life. I would love to have a conversation with you where you share your insight on the things you've learned in this world. Um, But the single best thing you can do for the show is just to simply share it, uh, whether with a friend or on social media, um, to get these messages out to people who may really need to hear them. Uh, It's been a tough year and there are losses, for everyone and i think that um to feel less alone is a very important thing i find that i am exponentially better at processing and handling things when i don't feel like i am alone um the music that you hear at the beginning of the end the beginning and the end of every episode is by joe burke and company uh, no i'm so sorry it's by joe burke But I do want to say that his band, Joe Burke and Company, just released a single called Fire, and I love it. Uh, So you can find his music on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can stream music, Um, and I definitely recommend listening to that new song. It rocks. That is all I have. I'm sending love out to everyone, and please do not worry about me. I am grieving, but I am doing it in a healthy way, if the healthiest way I can. Uh, And I'm determined to live my life in dedication to John. Uh, So, definitely um, hurting, but looking on the bright side. I hope you...